everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Let, Let Us Sip. It's your girl Brittany. It's your girl Kaylani. Trophy Sophie is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> and before we kick this thing off, Sophie, what we got going on we over got here? These lovely cupcakes. Look at that. Riot Squad. We got stack on here. A whole bunch of squad up. We are sponsored today by Fresh Taste Bakery. Yes. yes. Squad up. Chip. <laughs> and then you can follow him here on Instagram, Fresh Taste Bakery, and all that. He makes some infused stuff. He makes some liquor stuff, some possibly wheat. Everything it is that you need to deal with desserts, he got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. And we also have some special guests in the room. Woo! We got kings and queens in the building, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we got Doc and we got Jeannie. What's Woo! up, guys? Hey. So you guys are not just only special guests. You guys were actually real close to Stack. Um, what we're doing this month is a token of appreciation for Stack. Like, he put Farrakh on. Right. So it's only right that we spread love and show love. And we wanted to get some people in who actually knew Stack. Um, I know, Doc, you said you've watched some of our shows. So we had um, some people on before. But since this is his birthday, we wanted to get some real insight right. on Stack. So, you know, give us a little introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies first. Well, my name is Jeannie, and I'm Raekwon's oldest sister. And I'm here to represent him today. Yes. And also, I want to represent the ladies here with them delicious cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> thank you, M.A., for inviting me. Thank you for thank coming. Thank you for coming, Jeannie. Yes, thank you. My name is Mike Doc. Um, I'm stacked with my brother. You know, um, I don't really like to say like I manage them like that, but I started the Riot Squad um, um, originally the S5. Um, but um, like Jeannie said, we're here to celebrate his life and his music here today. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Right. Yes. So on our show, we do something called the Sip of the Week. So the Sip of the Week is something that we actually pick a word, and throughout the conversation, we'll say the word, and when our audience hears it, and you guys, we have to drink. So in honor honor, excuse me, of Stacktober, we're going to use the word stack. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So when y'all hear the word stack, pick up your cup and drink what's in it. Let's go ahead and practice, y'all. Stack. I know I don't drink, right? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so what we also like to do for our guests is we like to do a little icebreaker, you know, to warm the room up a little bit, get you guys comfortable. So we're going to play a game called I'm Curious to Know. <laughs> so it's random things, all right? Mm-hmm. So first question. I'm curious to know, is cheating a deal breaker in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Is I, it a deal breaker for you, or you think that y'all could possibly work things through? It depends. It's so funny we having this conversation with us. Text that to me I remember what that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whoa! Stack. Yeah. Stack, 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 stack. Let's go ahead and start there. Look, they got us starting early, y'all. Mm. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so is it a negotiation? <laughs> she, I'm going to see what she's going to say first. <laughs> no. No. No what? It's a deal breaker? It's a deal breaker. What about you, Doc? 
Is it a deal breaker for you? Like, is cheating just your last straw? Well, I think cheating, um, there's different levels of cheating. I'm like, me personally, I think texting is cheating, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking on the phone for other people. Um, so it's different levels of cheating. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, when at the sexual part of um, um, cheating. So I don't necessarily think it's um, um, a deal breaker. It depends on the level of it. You know, what I'm saying? the level of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel that too because I feel like when you, especially if you're in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. certain things can be worked out. Mm-hmm. But you know, whoever the cheat the cheater is, mm-hmm. y'all got a lot of homework to do. You got a lot of kissing ass to do, mm-hmm. and you got a lot of you got a lot to do to get back in mm-hmm. our good graces. So, mm-hmm. it I, you can work it out. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's more how it is it is handled. You know what I mean? Like, what was you doing with that outside person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was you tricking on her? Did she meet the family? Shit like that be deal breakers for me. Do she know me? Mm-hmm. And she right. know my like, moves? Does she know everything about you? Like, <laughs> if me and her clash heads, like, when you do what grandma, great-grandma said, what you do in the dark will always come to the light, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. So is she going to have the drop on me? Like, is she going to be able to tell me, bitch, you get off work at 3 o'clock right. and you get food stamps. Like, right. this is right. all coming from you. Right. right. <laughs> Would you pillow talking? Yeah. Right. right, so stuff like that for me per se is what would the deal breaker for me be? So my next question, I am curious to know since the world has changed and a lot of people are adopting the the polygamy thing in life. So they oh, yeah. they're having a lot I'm of relationships. Going down there in Virginia. Do y'all believe that? A healthy, open relationship is possible. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, Jeannie. I, <laughs> I do. What about you, Sophie? What you think? She over there looking like. Mm, oh no! I kill everybody. As long as all parties are truthful. And you don't try and do no sneaky stuff like the truth of it all. Like, don't say, yeah, it's going to be open and then we have, we jump in a bitch like checkers and then you go on a date with her without me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here now? Like, yeah. <laughs> we said this is a three-way. How this became a two-way. Now you having your fun without her. Without, mm-hmm. You want you wouldn't want me to do such a but thing. Think, that be think, the main think, problem? But I think even with, I think, um, <laughs> I think, I think like everything in life is always levels to, um, um, to it, so like what you speaking uh, upon is being, uh, you see that a lot, especially with the younger generation. Honestly, um, it amazed me. But you sound I, like my husband. Everything is levels. It's always no, no, levels. I, I, it, it levels. I think when you, I think when you know of when you don't, um, I hate people that blanket things. Mm-hmm. You, it's not no blanket answer to nothing in life. It's always levels of that. And so when we talk about pornography uh, and that you got Muslims, especially Islam, they got mm-hmm. four or five wives. So. They work. They've mm-hmm. been working in in, in, in their society for hundreds of years. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But it's about what you're saying. Are you open? Are you honest with everybody? Is everybody in agreement? Is it like, an even playing you know, field? And, and, and one of the big, like I got Muslim friends, they got wives, and they said the, the main thing is you making sure you treat each and every one of those wives equally. Mm-hmm. You know, treat, and so as long as everybody's on the same page like that, then and, and that's you a, gotta a have big, that long money for that. Right. You don't. You got to have enough. You got to have But it's bigger than <laughs> just the wife. money part of it. It's like the love. You right. feel what I'm right. saying? Right. And even it's like people that have one child and you have 12. Right. Are 12 of them getting the same love attention. if it is that you, and attention if it is you have one child. So it's bigger than just the money like 
all for all of us for the most part if you have one bitch you're gonna give all your time right. once you start putting mathematically right. the time is gonna hours, cut right? down you only got 24 hours mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so it's not about anything else mathematically you can't give that person all the time it is right. once it is the other people are in the equation that's just it right, right. right. so my last question um, I'm curious to know um, have you ever been financially stuck in a relationship yes <laughs> Want to share? Want to share some some insight on that? Some relationships you get in, you know, you think it's all right in the beginning, but you you end up you you mentally drained, financially drained. You mm-hmm. know, like I've been in a long term relationship where I ain't know I had to add them to my budget, you know, and to <laughs> start going. Yo, but son. out of then the go love, off on right, out of the love, <laughs> I made it happen. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I had to give it up. It was just too much going on. So this know? is a unique situation. You was the breadwinner in yeah. the relationship. Yeah. That's unique because most of the time when you when you hear that question, a lot of people think about what's going on now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women that are attracted to a man with power mm-hmm. right. who have, money. you know, assets, money and things like that. So he may not treat her right, mm-hmm. but he's supporting her financially. And mm-hmm. it's it's hard because, you know, we're looking on the outside like, bitch, go ahead and leave this nigga. Mm-hmm. But right. it's deeper than just, you know, what we see and right. what goes on. So it's like, you know, a lot of men, they tend to take women from rags to riches. Mm-hmm. And then now you're, you're used to this lifestyle. So you're like, nah, I'm not going to give that up just yet. Right. But mm-hmm. that was interesting because yeah. you know. Well, I think it's interesting because because almost like you, like you said you played the um the money getter though. So how would you stuck though? Like when you had the power to leave or kick the person out? Like I don't understand how you were stuck. The love had you stuck. Yeah, you weren't financially the stuck. Love, yeah, was no, stuck. I wasn't financially stuck because it but ain't you, you nothing that mm-hmm. gonna take me all the way and right. tear down my empire that I built. Right. right. I have a limit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every woman has a limit right. to her I have love. a limit. I watch that bank account. When it get to that limit, that's it. I don't care what you want, what's going on, pray about it. Because it ain't about to come out of Genie Bank. Yeah. Account. You know, but I, like Doc said, I was stuck because I was in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know That what? can be enough to keep, keep you stuck mm-hmm. in some right, shit. Like, right. Reality of it. But the thing is, is how we are is that, you know, men are supposed to be the breadwinners. But for mm-hmm. a lot of homes, reality of it, women are so it's like hold on so you want me to be bringing all the income in here you want me to run your bath you want me to cook this dinner you want me to do like majority of household shit meanwhile it is that you're coming into the thing you're just like i'm here i'm bringing it or even if it is like you left out the part of all the kinky things i gotta lick your nipples and your nuts yeah. And you still want me to pay for everything? Right. No. Yes. <laughs> I done been up since no, 5 a.m. and I still got to suck some dick by, by 10, eight, 10 at night. I'm no, asleep. No, no, no. So, I'm asleep. But, but a lot of relationships, oh, before you go, a lot of relationships, when they say <laughs> that you're stuck, it's like a lot, majority of relationships, that's the reality of it. Like, can you live in a one bedroom apartment paying $2,000? You hear in New York City, two dollars $3,000? You can't. Now you with somebody it is that you fucking hate. Ultimately, it's like, all right, you pay your 15 you could do that. And I can do that. Can I do this one bedroom for three thousand by myself? No. no. So now it is you're stuck financially wise because it's like uh, I can't do this by myself. Right. But, but this is what this is what I don't like about the situation is that I feel that, and I don't know where this. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation because is that 
I think this need to be taught more to females and queens is that even even males too, but I think females put themselves in those situations. Like what you were saying right. earlier is that mm-hmm. men tend to, especially men with money, hustle men tend to take females from the rag to riches. And the females in turn get used to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then what for whatever reason, now they feel like, oh, like she obligated they don't, they don't, to they, No, no, they, they don't accept that. They don't accept that. Um, um, that role or that lifestyle that that man had. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Whether that man ran the road where he had different chicks, so he, he was a rapper and he messed with that. That's you the, that. You, you knew what it you, was. You knew. You, you knew what it was hitting for when your ass had no goddamn money. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> you got it. Now you got in, and now you feel like you you you're supposed to get more. You a type of that like you didn't know what it was hitting for, and then you feel like so you staying for the money. So my question to you, my question to a female like that is. And take me back to Mary J. Blige. Are you gonna love? Or do you love yourself more than the money? So you putting value of your life, your safety, and your what's going on on your actual happiness? Because that's you, the truth. We can we can walk around New York City to female shelters all day long and see females in there that lie and, and make up say, "Oh, man abusing me." The man what's it called just to get into these shelters. Mm-hmm. When, the man didn't do shit to your ass. You just you just looking for a financial way to get there. You hell didn't out, like out that, that shit, shit. Yeah. Right, right? Because you because you were financially scrapped, so you couldn't right. get out of it. So you made some shit to get out for. So that's your insecurity. That was your weakness. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I encourage. Me, I also encourage men that that if you help a woman like that, it's. Can I teach you how to fish? Or I'd rather teach you how to fish than cook your fish dinner. Exactly. You know yes. So let Build a woman up. Build your queen up to where she was able to be able to, if we do decide to say, you know what, she can afford that $3,000 rent on her own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm at a point in my life that I'm not looking for that no more. Like, mm-hmm. we, she got to come to that table with some eagle. You, you know want her to have fish too. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but, but the fish thing. Too because <laughs> at, at, at the end of the day, it's because that's a strong relationship because if you look at the statistics and numbers of divorce and breakup, it always tend to boil down to financial problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you and people don't fight no more. But, right. 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 People don't fight oh, they play for the law. Anymore. They play all type of shit. There's <laughs> a whole video of basically a lady who's in court. She was like, I don't work, but I take care of his child. Right. So I should be set for entitled to yeah. half of his mm-hmm. earnings because I don't work. Right. So the judge is basically saying, "Well, it seems like you need to get a job." Right. Yeah, that's right. what I was, right. you know, right. like it seems like you need a job. And and she's like, "But he got a bonus." But what if he dies? There's no more bonuses, right. sis. Yes. What you gonna do? So right. she was like, "I don't have bills. I live in my mother's house." Mm. Bitch, you so the judge said, "Well, it work. definitely seems like he's not giving you anything more." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and you are mandated to get a damn job. Because right. a lot of women, they would just like, okay, but I put my whole life to the side. I raised that was these your five that was your children yeah. right. and everything. Some men you didn't, some, some Yeah, some but you fucked up by letting him make that choice for you. For you. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Because now you're looking back 15, 20 years, years like, damn, I, I didn't live to my full potential, but he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. It's like, if it is that you really love someone, mm-hmm. you should want to level them up. Exactly. Regardless mm-hmm. if y'all even on the same, same thing. Up. It's like about Absolutely. what it is and it, all across the board okay. like you listen bitch your late <laughs> front ain't right okay let's That's tighten that shit up right, 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 right. <laughs> like you need like if you love somebody you have to have those conversations like listen bitch the way your nails is done yeah, yeah, yeah. is too mm-hmm. ratchet for me right, right. like have those conversations so you can make that person what it is that you need to because you're gonna be out there looking for bitches and lace front is lit right, right. <laughs> so right. before you do that yeah. I actually had a conversation and but Some people if it is that you and, but I do that every time it is that I date I say yeah. if it, it's just human nature mm-hmm. whatever we was doing day one we're not doing day 357 mm-hmm. that goes for work that goes for everything you at right. work first day you're like 
the next day you like them niggas nah. ain't gonna see me <laughs> <laughs> but do the same thing for a later give that person the opportunity to step it up if they don't mm-hmm. and you bust a move on them yeah. then that's that you, you yeah, actually gave them the opportunity right. but if you didn't and you just bust a move that's what's corny to me right, right. But I also I think I was corny with females that do, do it. Then you stay financially. What I'm saying, you stay financially, uh, um, and dependent on the, on the male, knowing that you hate the person, and then you come up or you found somewhere the fake grass is green on the side, and then you leave. When you knew you was, then I think you should love yourself and leave regardless. Like, look, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not staying. I'm unhappy. I'm gonna leave regardless mm-hmm. of the financial. Fucked up, but not. Whatever yeah. I gotta stay the in the grass. studio apartment. Oh, it's, oh, it's never oh, greener on the other side. side. It's, it's where you water it. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. It's mm-hmm. only where you That's water it. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So on that note, we're going to go take a drink, guys. Stack. 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 So. Like, yes. So I wanted to get into, like, the early years of Stack's life. And we you referred to him as Raekwon because uh-huh. that's, that's who you grew <laughs> This we raised a little right. bit. So give us a little bit of backstory. What was it like, you know, little stat? Raekwon always had so much energy. So it was like he never shut up. <laughs> you know, like the whole house would pay homage because Raekwon just wouldn't stop going. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of energy. He was always funny about his things. Mm-hmm. Like, I would wash his clothes. When I get to his room, he stopped me at the door like, you can leave it right here. And I'm like, boy, don't nobody want to search through your stuff. I don't wash your stuff and fold it, you know. But mm-hmm. that was just his ways, you know. But he was always easy to get along with. But sometimes he was very argumental, mm-hmm. very argumental. Mm-hmm. He, um, I'm going to tell you, his favorite toy was G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to see them men no more. <laughs> no more. <laughs> he had like a thousand of them. They was everywhere. I went in labor. G.I. Joe was in my bag with me. <laughs> Everything. And I'm like, get them little green men out of here. Please. <laughs> he was into his toys. He was never into music. Mm-hmm. Never into music. So it surprised us, you know, when he um, turned it over to this rap stuff. He was into dancing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was into dancing. Right. He was always into dressing up. You know, making like the hallway was his runway, you know? The long hallway. Yeah, yeah the long hallway. Yeah, the long yeah. hallway was the runway for him. So Papa started him out modeling first. Mm-hmm. It was him, Mac, and this other guy. I think his name was Steven. Their first show was at trade school up in Inwood. Mm-hmm. And we went and everything. They um, modeled um, Roughwear. His godfather, Dennis, owned Roughwear. Mm-hmm. And they modeled that. Nice. And then him, M.A., Space, Tara, um, Brody, Mac, they start dancing. So that went on through his teenage, mm-hmm. you know, stage. And then... All of a sudden, one day, Cole was downstairs rapping in front of um, 1270, and Raekwon was in the window, and he was like, I got to go, I got to go, there's caution. And I'm like, who the hell is caution? Who named each child caution? But then when he came back upstairs, I said, did, did caution do his thing? He said, yeah. I said, that's what y'all call him, or his mother named him that? He said, no, that's his real name, but... We call him Core Two G's. I said that's even worse, <laughs> you know. But he would always stand there and observe. He was standing that cipher and observe. 
And from there, he just started writing in the house. I kept seeing him rock to the side. Mommy used to say, you got several palsy or something? <laughs> he was like, nah, mom, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. I saw all my hair rapping now, so Liam. So did you think that it would actually progress to where he was going, or did you think it was just like more of a a hobby? No, I I seen it progress, you know, to where he was going. I seen it, mm-hmm. and then his first trip was with Lupe Fiasco. He came in and he talked to Papa and Mommy. I said, "Don't let him go. You don't know these people." I said, what is he into? And I said, don't let him go like that. Find out who these people is first. And Papa Mommy was like, we talked to Lupe. I said, it don't matter. Get him right here. Mm-hmm. Let us all talk to him. Because you talking about this boy going away now. And it you was know? far. It was like, far. Like, he's in the Midwest. He's in yeah. Chicago, They worked right? it out. Yeah, and um, he went. He stayed. That was his first phone. He ran up the bill to $2,000. And mommy named it was a Verizon phone. He was like, Mom, when I get on, I'm going to pay you. She said, that's all right, because you ain't know. This mm-hmm. your first phone. You know, from there, he just took off. Then he connected with Joe Buttons. Mm-hmm. So did y'all yeah. just kind of give him the space to be creative, to see, like, where it would go? Yeah. Like, we got you no matter what. Yeah. Just just try it out. Only thing mommy said to him was, try to get around the profanity. Aww. Aww. And he told her, he Bless. said, Ma, I got you, but right now I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I need to get it. Mm-hmm. So did she ever hear, like, any you know, of his songs? Yeah. So? Um, the first song that we heard was Fifth Ave Glamour Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... um. Bundle up, mm-hmm. forbidden war. Forbidden that war. CD. Okay, I, I believe that was like the first CD, right? What was mm-hmm. the first thoughts that came to you or like your mom's mind, like when y'all heard his music? Like my baby about to make it, or like was it shocking? I felt that way. That. I felt that way because he was like also into um, Bones, Dugs, and Harmony. Mm-hmm. He used to play that song every day, all day. And I said, Raekwon, you know what? Go for it. You ain't got nothing to lose. Mm. I said, if you put the dancing down, go for it. He went for it. Like, I re- like we knew Raekwon was going to be about that life because he, Raekwon had a voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no shutting mm-hmm. up. You know, he was influential, right. too. Anything he did, he believed in. He believed nobody can stop me. If God wasn't stopping me, I'm going all the way with this. Mm-hmm. That that was, that was he had faith. Form. Yeah, he had faith. He had faith at a That's very young age. That's wonderful. Especially like then, a lot of parents, especially what rap has become, mm-hmm. and you know we saw it back then. But you know, a lot of parents are just they they push more, go to school, do this, do right. that, and that's really dope that y'all actually saw that that was something that he was really interested in mm-hmm. and y'all gave him free reign to actually develop his talent and see where it could lead him because a lot of parents and it, it's something as small as like college right. like your parents push you to go to college all right. the time you ain't doing nothing yeah. school is free. right and but, then when it's time to sign up 
they don't know shit about shit because mm-hmm. they haven't even gotten to that right. point. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think that's really dope of y'all, especially you not knowing and like your mom talk about yeah. profanity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows where this would take you? Now we're looking yeah. at billionaires that, you know, people who started off as rappers and stuff like that, now they're billionaires. So right. just imagine where he would have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, That's if what, he had that time to grow. Right. That's why mm-hmm. I said he was influential. That's why it's like, people that didn't know Stack, they'd be like, yeah, he dressing like this. Y'all don't know him. He know because if you know him, himself. he's the one that did it, and they're mm-hmm. emulating him. Mm-hmm. First time I seen, I just seen the light-skinned nigga, head just flying in the wind. <laughs> Coming with out a loud of, voice, with, right? coming out of red fern. I'm like, who is this person? His hair's just flying in the wind. He's just, mm-hmm. he's just like, who got to watch? His hair's just going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, what people don't understand is like, yeah, you know, with him hooking up with Jim and all this stuff and how Jim style, they're like, yeah, he looking like a holler. No. No, he wasn't looking like them. Right. They were looking like him. Him, mm-hmm. yeah. Y'all just That's didn't a know different. Quan the first one had a, a coat, right, M.A.? With a straw in it, it held hot beverage and cold beverage. Stop playing with him. Then, right, M.A.? Then he had the book bag. Wow. See, the funny thing mm-hmm. is, I... I heard Stack name, you know, being that I was from Rockaway. Right. But I'd never seen him. I said this before on another show. I'm like, he was a phantom to me. And I knew Frank from our families being close. Mm. And I was a little girl. So I was around him since we were kids. Right. And, like, we went ice skating together. Never knew that that was Stack. For real? Whole time. Wow. Yep, we went with Trisha and everybody. We were all have had a great time that wow. night. And I never knew who that was. So as his buzz started to grow, I would hear the name, hear the name, see the car, never saw the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I actually got my education about him dating Frank. Oh, wow. So, like, I, I learned about him. You know, I was right. late in the game, but... You know, I was just like, wow. Wow, right? Fucking, you know, he, he hosted right one here. of the Yes, he hosted one of the shows I helped out with, like how 198 mm-hmm. would do talent shows and right. stuff. Yeah, I helped out with all of that. Never knew who the hell. I just heard the wow. name. But I, I knew um, Bino. Right. So, but I could never put two and two together. Never could catch them both at the same time. He'll be coming in, and they're like, "They go stack right there." And I'm like, "Really? Where'd he go?" Yeah, missed the whole damn. I thing. remember going to Geno's. Now, if you're from oh, Far Rockaway, you right. know Geno's. Yes. Now, it was so weird because the only time I really would ever really see him, it would be really quick, but he'd go in and out of Geno's like, mm-hmm. because you'll hear like a a rave kind of like outside like stackers and Geno's mm-hmm. and I'm like I want to see what he finally look like because I used to always go to Geno's I went to high school in, in um, Jamaica so after we get off the 113 and we go you know get <laughs> right. on um, go to Geno's and I remember seeing him but his hair used to always be marvelous <laughs> and we had another episode where I was um, my mother was moving out of Nordak and I was helping her and we had a little pebble, but the person kicked it out. Okay. And so I was freezing. I ain't have my coat on. Mm-hmm. And Stack come out of nowhere with this big fur coat. And so he was like, what you doing out here? I was like, thank you. All I can say was like, thank you. I was freezing my butt off. <laughs> but he was like, you good? He was like, no, nah, it's no problem. And then that was it. But he was like a phantom. It was like, yo, he saved my life. Like, <laughs> 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 yes, that's what's up, though. So, Doc, how did you start? Um, managing stack like how did y'all first meet I met I, first time I ever spoke to um, um, stack was on the phone um, core, core me and core is from the same block on um, um, gateway so um, core used to be out of, t- um, out of town with me um, 
upstate New York. And Core Core was originally um um the not one of the one of the first members of I had a um a clothing a clothing store and a music thing called Who's Next. So Core was Core was one of the members the first members of of, of the Who's Next Entertainment. And um mm-hmm. so Core we used to go around doing battles and stuff like that. And um Core used to always be like, Yo, when I get on, I'm I'm, I'm gonna put this person on my album. I'm gonna put this person on my album. Um, different people from Rockaway, you know what I'm saying? I ain't know what the hell you talking about. You know what I'm <laughs> I just look at them like I didn't care anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's anybody knows in the industry they decide to go. Like, you don't have say so of who gonna be on, especially if their person not signed or that was gonna label like nah. Mm-hmm. So, but he used to always he used to always talk about um, Stack. There's another kid. What I did, the other kid? He got signed to L.A. I'm, I'm in L.A. with Dr. Dre. I forgot his name. I think he's from the '40s. But um, he used to always talk about a couple of these. So one day I came into the um into the house. To 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 one of our um um stores <laughs> and, and the core was there and um he said y'all got my man Rayquan because that's that's the name he called him so I didn't know like say I got my man Rayquan on the on 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 the phone right now he was at, at that time he was in Chicago and he was just telling me oh yo he in Chicago they doing big things like core was, like on some competitor like they doing this in L A stack doing this in Chicago. Lupe Fiasco, she's like, yo, we need, so I was like, all right, so put him on the phones. So he's like, yo, what's his name? He said, yo, Stack, Stack Bundles. So I'm like, Stack Bundles, I'm interested already because, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, from, I'm, from, I'm from the streets. We in our store. So I'm like, yo, Stack Bundles, that, that street tie, hold on. He's talking that shit. Let me hear what you got to say. So he rap. So, you know, if anybody knows Stack, the first time you meet him and you even speak to him, he make you feel so comfortable where you feel like he met you, that you he been knew you for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you get on the phone, you were there, yeah, what's up? What, what, what poppin' G? He's talking. So he started, so let me hear something. To this day, if you ask him what the hell he said, I still don't remember what the hell he said. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I could, I was more like, staying stacked bundles, okay. So, but I really, I, at, the, at the time, I can say I don't remember, and I really, I, I, I say he, he can rap, because I'm always looking for if you can rap. I don't really necessarily care about the contest or what you're actually saying. Mm-hmm. Can you flow with your delivery? I'll be looking for that, the delivery, especially if you freestyling with no, um, with no um, beat. So I look for that. And then once I meet you, then I can do a more of an evaluation. Same thing I did with Core when I first met Core. So um, that was a brief time. I said, all right, cool. So I said, yeah, I'm doing a... Um, I'm doing a, 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 a like every year, piece? every year I just do a block party on our block Gateway Day. Um, okay, oh, Gateway Day, okay. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I did. I did this year. I think it was the 13th year, something like that. 13th mm-hmm. year, something around that. So at the time, I used to do like home managing and stuff like that and show for Big Cat too. So um, rest at that particular God bless rest, rest, rest in peace. So, so Big Cat at that particular time had a show on Hot 97. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With under on the flexes at night at, at night. And so I said, you know what? I said, yo, yo, we got to bring the Hot 97 truck out there. You know what I'm saying? Bring the um, um the, the van out there. And I was to get the big stage and stuff like that. So I said, so it was Core, my man Trav, um, my man um, Malachi Jones, um, um, and, 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 and um, no, Mike, Mike I didn't know Mike Mills at the time. I met Mike Mills. Just, I met Mike Mills and Stack at the same day. Um, um, and it was a... Uh, um, and I knew Bish, I never, and, and Bishop. So and so Bishop was part of, but I, like Bishop was really my right hand man's brother. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't even know that Bishop and his brother they were the same person because I was calling Bishop. They, they was calling by his real name. So long, long so short, we was had a battle. and We say, listen, we gonna we gonna come to Farquay on Gateway Day, and we are gonna battle anybody that wants smoke. <laughs> Bring your hundred dollars. 
whoever wants smoke fuck because prior to that I did this through a battle in the barbershop at Alizé's and so mm-hmm. Cole was getting the battle so I was the hair body edge man niggas coming in with this tough shit so I said like, alright come to Gateway Day come with your money I don't want to hear none of that shit come with your money act up come with your money let's see who really done that I knew nobody was beating Cole nowhere you know what I'm saying nobody, would, nobody freestyle wasn't nobody fucking with Cole right and then Bishop was ill you know what I'm saying so and the trial was nice you know what I'm saying me and Trav the same we did a bit together so you know what I'm saying but that lineup right there was crazy so, um, when I was on the phone with Stack, he was like, yo, I'm going to come through. I'm, 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 I'm coming back. So, I think he turned at that particular time. I'm telling you, I don't know this actually as I'm talking to him, but I learned later on. that I think he turned 18. Mm-hmm. So, when he turned 18, <coughs> Lupe and him were Big Chill. Because everybody keeps saying Lupe, but it's really Big Chill. Lupe didn't own the company. So, it's mm-hmm. Big Chill, which is uh, the owner of the first and 15th, try to get, to get him to sign the contract on his actual birthday. Mm. And, and Ray C was like, we're not going for that. But Stack himself wasn't going for that. So that's why, really why he came back to New York. You know right. So he didn't come back. So he, so he said, yo, can I, I'm, I'm going to pull up to the um, to, um, um, to Gateway there. I said, hey, pull up. Now, I never seen him in my day in my life. This is why I laugh when y'all tell the story. It's so crazy when y'all tell the story <laughs> with, with this hair shit. So I never seen him, right? <laughs> I, never, I never, like, you got to think about it. We're talking about flip phone errors, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, and, and, you, right. you got to make phone calls mm-hmm. after 7 o'clock free. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. 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 That's why when you said that bill was 2000, yeah. that's how it was. Yeah. It wasn't unlimited. Like, it was after 9 first. And that was only yeah. First of all, yeah. if Sprint kicked it off <laughs> right. because it was just all day long they was charging you. Yeah. Then it became after nine. Right. Then it became after seven. Right. Mm-hmm. And now here it is. Yes. We are with unlimited. Right. So you like I never knew what he looked mm-hmm. like. So anyway, so when we end up doing the sh- we end up doing the battle. Um, a a do a do bung bino through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not gonna mention the name, but we, everybody knows the history. Uh, um, so Hamble dudes came through, Edgeman dudes came through, Sabino came with uh, um, um, with, a, with, a, with DJ. I'm gonna call him DJ, and um, Mike Mill. Uh, Mike, so Mike, Mike Mill didn't even get into the battle, but anyway. So this light skin dude comes. He comes to the park, and and and, and we, as we battling. And he got Pocahontas braids <laughs> and bumblebee glasses on. He just bopping. <laughs> right? He walking towards me and Cole, like, yeah, towards the battle. And shit. So Cole's like, I see everybody brighten up, like, oh, it's, 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 it's him. So he got him and shit like that. Yo, this is Stack. The Stack Bundles. I'm looking like this. I said, who the fuck? This nigga think he is. Well, he got Pocahontas yeah. braids and bumblebee glasses. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, wow. All right. I mean, now, now I said, well, let's put that drug dealer shit out the window. Because I'm thinking Stack Bones, he's going to talk about some, like, the dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to uh-huh. talk about some so, so, nah, that, that ain't damaged right there. I don't know what he's he about to do. It's like an R&B singer. Shit, shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, that out the window. Dead ass. So, he didn't want to battle. He's had so tremendous respect for Core. He's like, I ain't battle. I ain't battle. I ain't getting in the battle. I ain't getting in the battle. I ain't getting in the battle. Everybody was scared of Core. Anyway, Core ended up um, um, winning. Bino ended up um, um, destroying one of my other artists, right? Um, I remember the rhyme, I, met, I let bullet pepper seed off your chest. I was like, oh, God, Jesus, who oh, get this nigga. Right? So, I said, so I said, and so so Bino, so back to Stacks. We would be sipping right Yes, so, you done yeah, said it a few right. times. Yeah, yeah. Come so on. Stack, so Stack, uh, um, he asked me, can I get on the stage? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, Yo, you can perform. You know what I'm saying? So um, he got on the stage, and this, this is when I knew this nigga was the truth. Like it's two times in, 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 in two times to my time with him that I knew he was the truth. This is my first one. Now my nobody will know this dude, right? 
I guess I'm to say, like, I don't know who he is. Like, and I, like everybody in the park, like, didn't know, know who he was. And he wasn't planning to, um, um, to perform that day. He gets on the stage. Kill whatever he, and, and this is a, this is to think about it, like, back then, you, he had that came with a CD ready, queued up. <laughs> you know right, like, you're right. This is, this is that era, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So he already had in his mind, this is right. what he was going to do anyway. Regardless <laughs> of what I was going to say or not, he was uh-huh. coming in to, to um, perform. So he, he gets, I guess he do whatever you do, um, the DJs, he gets on the stage. I'm watching, I'm in the crowd, I'm watching him. He said, Far Rock, scream at me. I said, ah! Look at this nigga here. Who the fuck you think he is? And they really screamed at him. I mean, to this day, I don't know what the fuck he sung. I say, he got it. But you couldn't get over the, the hair and the glasses? That's what? The, no, the hair and the glasses was all right. Like, But the fact that I nobody... impacted the crowd. The, the, the mm-hmm. fact that you can... First of all, nobody even know he was performing. I don't think that many people even knew who he was, right? Mm-hmm. He got on there with that much confidence and swag mm-hmm. to get on that stage and said, Far Rock, scream at me. And put the mic out. And they said, ah! Mm-hmm. That's a star. I know. I know. That's it. That's it. That's it. But that, 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 hold up. Hey, of course. <laughs> Get that nigga on what's going on, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so then later on, we had we had, we was doing a show in Brooklyn at Ralph McDaniels on on, on at Evans Ralph College. McDaniels. And so let's wow, take it back. So, back. Course, Video music. I said when we go to Brooklyn, we gotta go far rock deep. We far rock niggas. Right? We gonna be in Brooklyn in the war zone, right? We gotta go far rock, rep far rock. I need you to get. That, that big nigga, it said the pepper seeds off your chest. Get that big, get that big nigga. Vino, a vino, big vino. That nigga with that Pocahontas and the far rock stream on me. Get that nigga. <laughs> get, get all that nigga. Right. Yeah. Get them niggas. We already had trap and what's it called? And then and then Mike Mills. The funny thing about Mike Mills is it was a it was a female because I I do the um gateway day with a uh, with a lady, which is like our like like the grandmother. I blocked Mrs. B, Miss Barbara. Um and she. She like like do the R and B or the gospel acts, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do most of like the rap. So she she came to me, said, well, I got this, I got this um um R and B um girl that wanna sing. I think her name was Anna. And I said, All right, cool. Okay. But any rapper, you, you gotta go through me, I'll nah, they ain't going for that. You know what I'm saying? So Anna was performing and I guess she had a song that had Mike Mills on it. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Mills got on the stage. So I'm standing in the back in the actually in the park because the, the the stage was like in the street. And I hear him up there. I'm like, who the hell, who the hell rapping? Who the hell talking <laughs> about the rap, right? Mm-hmm. So he rapping, but he dissing a uh, uh, far rock artist, God bless the um, piece, on Perm. So he mm-hmm. dissing Perm on his rap. So, you know, I get up on the stage, cut this goddamn um, system off. Oop. Take the microphone, get your ass up my damn stage. Who the hell told you to get up on this damn stage anyway? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but to be truthfully told, and Perm, like like I knew Perm for years ago, God bless the uh, um, and but. I'm a realist at the end of the day is he knew how to rap. So I don't go there. Like, I didn't like right. what you were saying. You're not going to get on right. my stage and on my platform just to somebody I know. Right. But the fact is you were talented. He still was talented. Right. And Core already knew him. So Core, you got to understand, like a lot of people don't know it, and like people don't give me flowers at that, is that Core is really the glue to, he was the connecting of all the that because I, he knew everybody. He actually had relationships with everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The, 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 like I didn't know this until later on like obviously he don't want to put me on the phone with work on, but I didn't really know how deep he knew Mike Mills you know what I'm saying so he, how did y'all get to like managing like you end up being his manager how I'm gonna go right that... down I'm gonna go and tell you right there just the Mike Mills part is, is how, I get, how it happened so my, so when we do that Mike Ebbers, um, um thing I still I s- heard him rap so I knew he not a rap and he was, and he a battle rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like he was just a song. So I said, yo, get that dude too. The dude that got the spit on his mouth. Yeah, get that the light skinned nigga too. Yeah, get him too. Uh-huh. Right? So 
You acting like a real manager. No, I wasn't a manager at the time. Like, I, I know, but you had it in you. Right. I would. You know, yeah. I never wanted to be. Get that, get that one. This, this, another, this another misconception that people that got about Mike Doc too. I never wanted to be nobody manager ever in life. To this day, I don't want to be nobody manager. Like I got artists every day. I got a whole store. Like people that do a studio in there. That I don't want to be nobody manager. Like I really have to really see the talent, talent, talent in you. And I'll guide you the right way, but I never ever set out to be no mm-hmm. manager. But what right. what it is, how it is, is you classify that person like that one with that body? Well, that, that, that's the A and R. That's the record. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. like I, my name is Mike Dot. M I C, microphone, <laughs> right? So I actually know how to rap too. Yeah. So, so the difference is, I, get into I, that. So right. So what Man. I did is when I came home, I I truthfully told I live vicariously through them. Because I wanted to rap, you know what I'm saying. I just felt that 22 years old when I came on, I was too young to rap, Look which, at which is crazy, now. right? They, which is crazy. They even think that back then, right. it was a younger sport then. You would never think that Jay Z, 50 something years old, and, he's, and he still got relevant bars. But mm-hmm. back then, rapping this, I never ever set out to be. Who's next for to be in an entertainment company and a, a record label? It was never. It was in the clothing. It was a clothing store and a, a record label. It was never set. To, I had a whole radio show and everything. Mm-hmm. I never set out to be nobody manager. I never. That was never what I was. I'm, um, meant to be but now what happened was when I told Mike when I told Core to get together and get all them together and do a track so when we go to um, Brooklyn we got a track together with a far right dude and you could do your show your, your set and then you bring the far right dude we didn't have a studio in Rockaway so he said alright cool they found a studio which is called um, Bottom Lock Studio at the time which Mike Mills was using that studio so Core called me and was like, yo, um, X amount of dollars, this was what the studio cost. So I wired him the money. You know, we ain't had no Zelle and that cash app. So I wired him the money for the studio. <laughs> and then my, I'm like, all right, cool. That, that's, 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 that's cool. That's a good price. I wired him the money. They do the tracks. They they, they uh, um, sent me the track. I listened to the track. Fire. They did two tracks, Far Rock City and uh, um, what? Listen to Welcome to Far Rock City and another one. Um, the first tracks of the rise that was at the time was S Five. It wasn't even no group. Like we ain't had no group, nothing. It wasn't S Five with nothing. They just they, they just did a, a thing for um, um for core, right? So they did they did the two tracks. Um, we ended up doing the show in Brooklyn, which came out crazy. Me and me and Mike Ralph McDaniels ended up tussling on the stage and shit like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, 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 it got crazy because they tried to. It was just so much going on. Like everybody, Dougie Fresh, everybody, the locks, and everybody was taking up too much time and shit like that. And they were um, playing with us, but. Everybody came out. <laughs> Edgeman nigga, yeah. Edgeman, we came deep and hungry. Like Edgeman niggas came with us. Hamels niggas came. We were deep as hell. You know what I'm saying? And we just wanted to get on. We was hungry niggas trying to get on. So after that, we ended up going to Bayswater Park and to our, our block party. And we were just sitting there, you know what I'm saying? And by this time, people heard about it. I used to ride around Far Rockaway and, um, and we used to jump out on people. Mm-hmm. Get them. Get them. <laughs> And get them like battle. Kids and, don't know I, now. And get them. And, and I had a dog. They pit bulls. Right, get them. Like we were yeah. ready. And and, and, and and so that's what, so when people used to see us and come in the like, oh here got these niggas right here. They ready. We we wait. Anybody? I'm gonna where you at? We bat, we battle. We we gonna chew your mic up, bend your mic up, right? And so when we we there, we we standing in the DJ booth, and I didn't know these I didn't know these guys. I heard the song. I heard a song that they recorded in, um, the other day for, for the for, um, a couple weeks ago to the thing, and I heard DJ Clue. How the fuck they get? First of all, how they get that song, and then how the fuck Clue get it and do a, a drop one? So I'm looking for how y'all get that song. So he's like, "Oh, they recorded it in our studio." Da, da, da. So I said, "Look, they recorded it in your studio. What the fuck made that? How you get to keep the song?" <laughs> So long story short, it's like, well, this ain't the time to play. Yo, come to the studio later on. Boom, we end up talking. So we end up going back to talk. Find out 
Cor- Mr. Core Two G's and Mike Mills, Mr. Get High on the weed shit, right? They never gave the goddamn um people the money. They took the money and smoked it, oh. right? Dang. Yeah, to so, the, 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 the truth, they took the money that I sent and never paid the studio because Mike Mill was going to that studio regardless because they, those dudes that's, was the, those dudes yeah do, yeah stat mm-hmm. those dudes stat. was managing Mike Mill, so mm. those dudes was managing Mike Mill, so he was able to get the studio for free anyway, right? So when they told him we were gonna go and do the song, they took they calmed me out my money. Mm-hmm. Yo, he want X amount of money for the studio. They took the money, bought some weed, got high with it. And, and got the thing. So the, the dude rightfully felt like this is our song because y'all recorded it for free. So right. they wasn't. So they wasn't really doing nothing disrespectful. They took the actual song and shot. He got right. And they, they they shot the song. So did they that, were trying to get Mike Mills a deal. So did that lead to Stag getting his deal? I know you want to know what happened next. So make sure you stay tuned for part two of this episode. Thank you for listening to Let Us Sip. Please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And if you like what you heard. Leave us a comment. If you feel like we can do better, leave us a comment too. But be respectful. We read everything and only want to grow. So thanks again for your love and support. And we will see you next week.